0: Well, hey guys, Uh, my name is Tom. I'm one of the exec pastors here, and I have the privilege of giving you the message today. Um, But before I start, uh, I want to tell you guys a story. Uh, It happened a couple weeks ago. I was in my connect group, my small group, and we were talking about a pretty serious subject about forgiveness. And uh, a lot of the people in my connect group, they're sharing how hard it is to forgive people. Uh, They've been offended, and and to be honest, there, there were some deep hurts in there, and so I just started sharing some of my experiences with people that have offended me and and then struggling with forgiveness and giving forgiveness and all of that. And then someone chimed in and said, you know what, Tom, you you should preach a sermon about this. The next time you preach, you should preach about this. And here's things that I didn't know at the time. I didn't know that we're going to start a new series called How to Deal with a Bad Day. I didn't know that the first sermon was about forgiveness. And I didn't know I was going to preach it. So... Here I am, and I guess it was meant to be. Uh, And so that's what I'm going to be be talking about today: is forgiveness. And, and like I said, this the series uh, that we're starting today is called uh, "How to Deal with a Bad Day." And really, with all of us, uh, we're dealing with COVID and quarantine. And some of us have good days, some of us have bad days. And really, we want want to, for the next seven weeks, equip you of how to deal with the bad days. We know that they come and they're gonna come uh, unexpectedly. And so uh, we want you guys to deal with that. And what we're going off of is seven statements that Jesus said. And we're gonna look at all seven statements in in all of the seven messages. Uh, But here's the thing, they're not seven statements that Jesus said uh, in his time on earth. They were seven statements, get this, when he hung on the cross. When he gave his life for us, he was beaten, he was falsely accused, he was nailed to the cross, and he said seven things. And And for us, we call that Good Friday when we celebrate Easter. Uh, it was good for us, but it wasn't good for Jesus. And we could say that it was kind of a bad day for him, uh, a really bad day. But in the midst of it, he said these seven things that we're going to look at, which give us insight into his heart give us insight into who he is as our savior, and really gives us insight into our own lives and how can we apply that. And so um, the main scripture we're gonna be looking at is in Hebrews 12, and I wanna read that to you guys. It says this, it says, keep your eyes on Jesus who both began and finished this race we're in. Study how he did it, because he never lost sight of where he was headed. That exhilarating finish in and with God. He could put up with anything along the way, cross, shame, whatever. I want to stop there. That, that exhilarating finish that uh, Paul, or actually the writer in Hebrews is talking about here, was Jesus on the cross. That In another, uh, another version, it says that uh, there was a joy before him. You know what that joy was? It was me and you. was our salvation that was his joy while he was on the cross and then it says this and now he's there in, in the place of honor right alongside God when you find yourselves flagging in your faith go over that story again item by item that long litany of hostility he plowed through that will shoot adrenaline into your souls I love that um and that's our hope and our desire for this series is that on your bad days that you would remember Jesus on the cross and what he said and that you would follow his example that we're going to, like the scripture says, we're going to study him and see how he dealt with it. And hopefully our desire is that that would shoot adrenaline into your souls, that it would build your faith, that it will give you the tools of how to deal with the bad day. Well, like I said, um, I'm dealing with the subject of forgiveness because the very first thing that Jesus said when he was hung on the cross was this. In Luke 23, verse 34, it says, Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they are doing. Wow. I think that's a powerful thing to imagine Jesus the first thing that he said on the cross was to forgive those that put him there. I think that's ama- amazing. I think an example to us of all he suffered, that when we look at that, we, we go, wow, man, if Jesus can do that, man, I can forgive as well. But here's the thing. I know that's way easier said than done. I know a lot of us, we're struggling. We're struggling with the hurt that someone caused us, that maybe they continue to cause us, and that we struggle with unforgiveness, that there's bitterness and there's anger there. Um, I know that because I believe everyone struggles with that. Actually, a couple of years back, I, I read a book called, um, Un, uh, what was it called? Uh, Unoffendable by Brant Hansen. And uh, in his dedication, it's, it's a funny dedication, but he dedicates the book to a very specific type of person. It says this, uh, this is to all those who want grace for themselves, but struggle to extend it to others. Wait, that's everybody. <laughs> and I think that's funny and true at the same time. That it's funny because, you know what, everyone does deal with unforgiveness, that we're constantly being hurt by others and that we struggle. It's, 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 it's a true statement that we have all that in common. And so with that said, I want to make sure that, you know what? Let's tackle that. Let's deal with the unforgiveness in all of our hearts. Uh, because in Proverbs 18, 19, it says this. This is the passion version. It says, it is easier to conquer a strong city than to win back a friend whom you've offended. Their walls go up making it nearly impossible to win them back. And for some of us, we're the offended. We have been offended. We've been hurt. And we immediately put those walls up. And we have been living with those walls for a long time. And no one can win us back because we've been hurt. It's, it's a- absolutely understandable. But I believe God wants more for, from us. And here's the one thing I want to tell you. If you don't get anything from this sermon, I want you to get this, that Jesus understands. Why? Because he went through it. Actually, I want to talk about what he went through for a little bit right now. Uh, That week when he got crucified, he suffered a lot. And I'm wondering if you can relate to some of them. Um, One of the, the, the things that he suffered in the week that he was crucified was betrayal. You guys know the story that, One of his own disciples, one of the 12, Judas, betrayed him, sold him off to the leading priests, so that he could get arrested. Um, Betrayal. He was falsely accused. That was another thing that happened to him. The Pharisees falsely accused him of a crime that he he didn't commit. We know that he was sinless and he didn't commit any crime, but he was crucified and he was uh, convicted as a criminal that led to his death. He was rejected. Think about it. He was rejected by, the, by his very own people, the Israelites, the Hebrews. He was rejected by them. He was rejected by his 12 disciples. In, in the hour of his need, they abandoned him. They denied him. They were nowhere to be seen. He suffered abuse. I mean, I, I know many of you have watched the Passion And read the stories, but he was tortured, he was beaten, crown of thorns was put on his head, he was verbally abused, he was spit on, he was mocked. And so there was physical and verbal abuse going on with Jesus. And also, lastly, he was humiliated. You know, a lot of the movies we watch uh, about Jesus, uh, when he's hanging on the cross, you know, he has a robe wrapped around him or something. Um, But in that day, when they crucified people, they crucified them naked. Why? To humiliate them. And the Son of God was humiliated, naked, dying on the cross. And he suffered all of that. And, And I mention all of that, and I, I and I I'm not here to stir anything up, and I actually want to apologize if I'm stirring anything up that you've actually um, experienced betrayal, false accusation, rejection, abuse, humiliation. But the reason why I'm actually bringing it up is to, to tell you that Jesus understands why, because He went through it, and that. You can bring that to him. You can lay it at his feet and go, I suffered this Jesus. And he'll go, yes, I know. I understand. In Hebrews 2, it says this, verse 16. That's why he had to enter into every detail of human life. They're talking about Jesus. Then, when he came before God as high priest to get rid of the people's sins, he would have already experienced it all himself. Get this. All the pain all the testing, and would be able to help where help was needed. Jesus wants to help you. He totally understands. So um, let's start forgiving. Um, But before that, I want to talk about uh, a few things. I want to talk about what forgiveness is and what forgiveness is not. So before you start going off, I want to make sure that, Some of the insights that I've gotten over the years, I want to share of what forgiveness is and what forgiveness is not. And I'm going to start with what forgiveness is not. And uh, please hear me on this. The first one is important. Forgiveness is not minimizing the hurt or offense. I hope you get that, that you've been hurt, that you feel hurt, that there's pain in your heart. Forgiveness does not water that down. Actually, I believe this. Jesus totally knows your pain and your hurt because he felt it himself. Forgiveness is just letting go of that hurt. Number two is, is that forgiveness is not trust. I think so many people mix the two, that forgiveness and trust, that we have to trust that person at the, at the same time, that when we forgive them, that we have to allow them to, to come into their lives. But what if they hurt us again? And I want to just make it clear that what I've learned is forgiveness is not trust. Forgiveness is freely given. You can give that right now if you wanted to. Um, but trust, if you want to give trust to somebody, that has to be earned back, that has to be built back, and that that... Um, Brings me to the third thing that forgiveness is not. Forgiveness is not reconciliation. Um, Because you you forgive someone doesn't mean that relationship is going to be restored or reconciled, that you're going to build a a, a relationship again. Because forgiveness is a a one-man deal, is a one-woman deal. It's, It's between you and God. Reconciliation, that takes two to tango which means you need two people to admit where they went wrong and build trust on each side and then come back and rebuild the relationship. That's when reconciliation works the best. Well, forgiveness is not that. And you can give forgiveness because it's only between you and God. And the fourth thing that I want to give, I hope this gives you guys hope about forgiveness, is that forgiveness is not impossible that you can do it, that maybe you're thinking, man, you don't know what I've been through, Tom, and I, don't, I really don't, but Jesus does. And uh, I'm gonna quote a very popular scripture that a lot of people maybe abuse a little bit, but I'm just gonna say it here because I believe in it. In Philippians 4.13, it says this, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Now, I hope you believe that because the writer of that scripture, Paul, the apostle was under house arrest at the time. And um, tradition says that he was on death row, that he, he, he got stripped of all of, his, all of his freedom, that he was in jail, possibly about to die. And he writes an incredible verse as this, that I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength, that whether I have a lot or a little, however good my circumstances or however bad my circumstances, I can get through it because of Jesus Christ. And I want to just give you some hope right now that through Jesus, forgiveness is not impossible. Which leads me to the good stuff is that here's what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is, and I want to start off with this one. This is a big one for me. Forgiveness is the path to freedom and healing, man. Forgiveness is all about your freedom and your healing, because whether you realize it or not, your unforgiveness and I. This is I'm speaking from experience here. It, it, your bitterness and your anger is actually putting you into a prison. Um, remember what I, I read in Proverbs 18:19. It says this: that the people who get a, uh, are offended, that their walls go up that it makes it nearly impossible to win them back. And, and I believe this, when you got hurt and when someone offended you and someone hurt you, that you put walls up immediately and it was a reaction to the pain. It was a reaction, so I'm gonna keep you out. But in actuality, you, you, you enclosed yourself in and so many of us just stay in that prison. And here's what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is, is, is freeing you from your man-made prison. Uh, and, and it's releasing the thing that offended you. It's releasing the person that offended you. Not for the other person, that's great. But it actually is helping you because now you don't you don't have to be bothered by it anymore. You don't have to be held by by it the confines of that hurt anymore. You you have freedom. A couple of years back, um, I I started praying the Lord's Prayer in my devotions about maybe three, four times a week. I started like a, a lot. And, and the reason why I did that is because um, I, was, uh, I was inspired by a pastor that just said, hey, try this. And for many of us, uh, we have memorized the Lord's Prayer. Maybe we've grown up in church and uh, maybe you're like me. I know the King James Version, which means there's a lot of these and those, like, uh, our Father who art in heaven, holy be thy name, thy kingdom come. That's the version that I actually know, and that rolls off my tongue. Uh, But Jesus never meant uh, for that scripture to be, or that prayer, to be memorized. He was actually giving you a template of, Hey, here's some things that you should cover in your prayer life. And so, I started implementing that. And so, you know, I every morning I would go into that prayer, but I wouldn't just recite the prayer. I would go specific into every topic. And and uh, I want to fast forward into that prayer in Matthew 6:12, the part where it says this. This is what we're talking about tonight. And forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Now here's, whoo, think about saying that on a daily basis, right? And not as something you me- memorize, but something that you go deep. And so, like I said, I-, I learned how to be specific. And so, when I pray that prayer, forgive me, God of my sins. And let me clarify, God has already forgiven you. The power is in confessing it to God, so you're releasing it to him. He, he forgave you on the cross, but it's so good to go, God, I'm so sorry I did that. And so I would have to go through a whole list of what I did the, 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 uh, yesterday. Like, oh, God, sorry I thought that. Sorry I said that. Sorry I acted like that. Maybe I even did it that morning and I had to uh, give it before God. Lord, Lord, forgive me of my sins. And then the next prayer is, well, forgive those who sinned against me. Oh, man, guess what? I had to make a list too. And when I first started on, on that list of all the people that offended me or that uh, caused pain in my life, there was a long list. And I got specific. And I said their name. And I said, God, I forgive them by name. And I said that. And um, I'm going to tell you, it, it's amazing. Because when you do that on a daily basis, here's what, it ha- what happens. What happens is when you say, forgive me of my sins and forgive those who sin against me, you're reminding yourself of the grace, the amazing grace that God has extended to you. And in turn, it should cause you to give the same grace to those that have offended you. Um, and, I, I, and I believe two things happen uh, when, when you say that prayer. Number one is, is that it... it It exposes your bitterness and your anger and whatever's the gut that's inside of your heart. It it exposes it. And then at the same time, it brings freedom and it brings healing. That's what I said, right? What Forgiveness is the path to forgiveness and healing. And um, one of my favorite times of the day, especially when I'm doing my devotions, I This is what I do. Every morning I sit at uh, my window and I stare at the the grass. Yes, I'm one of those tree huggers. I just stare at the grass. But one of my favorite times when I'm doing my devotions and staring at the grass is when the sun uh, comes out and hits the grass. It's kind of an amazing moment. And really you can you can see the grass almost reaching for the sunlight, like oh, finally it's finally happening and and we all know the what what happens when sun hits plants and grass and photosynthesis and all that and and grass grows, and literally you can you 've seen those fast motion uh, pictures of when 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 plants are reaching towards the sun and I was thinking about that that uh forgiveness is the same thing or when we say that prayer it's the same thing is that it exposes stuff in our heart it exposes the bitterness and anger that is there and i'm going to be honest it can be very uncomfortable it doesn't make you feel good but i'm going to tell you it's for your benefit when it when it's exposing it and then at the same time right because like like the grass is exposed from the darkness at the same time the sunlight is bringing healing, is bringing nourishment. It's, it's bringing growth. And that's how I see God's word, right? And, and here's what happens, right? And we see in Hebrews 4.12, it says this. For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. I, I believe when you say that prayer, those things are happening. The uncomfortable exposure and then the healing and the nourishment and the growth and the healing. Don't you want that? I want that. Someone said to me just recently about unforgiveness is that you either get bitter or you get better. I don't know about you guys, but I want to get better. And uh, I'm going to be honest with you. My list, it goes up and down every single day when I say that prayer. But I can honestly say this. That the people that are on my list, when I, when I say please forgive them and I forgive them, I love them. I can say that I love them because I've gone through the process. Um, and which brings me to my last point is what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is, it's a choice. And what I mean by that, it's a decision that you have to make to forgive someone. It's not a feeling. It's not something that you're going to wait for the perfect moment. Oh, my gosh, I feel, I'm feel i feeling the warm and fuzzies for that person. Oh, they've gone through some pretty tough trial right now. Okay, now I can forgive. them. so many of us are waiting for the perfect conditions to forgive someone. And I want to just encourage you right now that forgiveness is not a feeling. It's a decision and a choice that you're going to make. I'm going to take a leap of faith to forgive this person. Um, and I believe this, that Jesus... You know, in karate terms, (laughs) Jesus had a black belt in forgiveness. I mean, think about it. On the cross, to his accusers and the people that put him there, he said, forgive them for they do not know what they do. That's a black belt in forgiveness. Even before that, he said in Luke 6, he said, but to you who are willing to listen, I say, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who hurt you. Oh, man, that's... Ooh, wait, you, Okay, wait, you want me to forgive, but you also want me to pray for them and then bless as they curse me? You want me to speak well of them? Wait, you want me to do good as well? Man, that is a black belt in, in, in forgiveness. And maybe some of you guys are ready for that. Maybe you guys, some of you guys are going, you know what, Tom, I, I hear you. I want to forgive. And more than that, I'm going to pray for them. You know why? Because you can't hate someone that you pray for. You know, I'm going to bless them. I'm going to speak words of life to them. You know what? I might even do something good for that person that offended me. I'm going to bake them a lasagna and drop it off at their house. I don't know what you're going to do, but maybe you're ready for that. But here's the honest truth. Some of you guys are nowhere near getting to that point. Maybe you have a white belt in forgiveness right now, and you have no idea what you're doing. And can I say to you right now, that's okay that God understands. When I say it's a choice, it's an act of faith, and maybe you're not ready for that, but what God is asking of you is that you would jump into the process of it, that you would go, you know what, can you involve me in, in the process so that I can bring healing into your life? Um, there was, there's a song that I love. I'm a 90s guy. Um, I love a delirious. And there's a great song that, that they wrote called Find Me in, in the River. And that song is all about the valleys and the highs of life. And, and really, it's talking about the valley of life. A lot of us, we get into these valleys, these downtimes, these places where we, we, we are hurt and we have pain. And we're there and we're stuck there. And wh- what the song is all about is that in, in a lot of valleys, especially in Hawaii, what do you find in, in the valley? You find the river. You find the water. And what he's talking about is that, you know what? In your valley, that you would find the living water of Jesus. Let me read one of the the lines from that song. It says this. We didn't count on suffering. We didn't count on pain. But if there are blessings in the valley, then in the river I will wait. And my encouragement to you, for those who are struggling, you got a white belt in forgiveness, and you're like, maybe you're saying to me right now, Tom, you crazy. I don't want to do that. Um... I want to give you some encouragement that you in the valley that you're in right now, that you would find the river, that you would find the living waters of Jesus. And and maybe that's all poetic and 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 but I want to give you a practical step, a practical challenge right now. Is that knowing that God understands and it's okay where you're at, he understands it, that you would take a leap of faith and pray this simple prayer to him, that you would pray a prayer that says, God. I know that you have forgiven me. I also know, God, that you want me to forgive those that have offended me. And then be honest with him and say, but I'm struggling with that second part. I'm struggling with the fact that I I can't forgive those that have hurt me. And then say this, God, can you help me with that? Can you help me with my unforgiveness? And I believe this, that when you say a prayer like that, you're in your valley but you're finding the living waters of Jesus in that valley. You know what? If you're willing, I want to lead you into that, in that prayer right now. So with that, can we bow our heads? Lord Jesus, we come before you right now. And for those of us who are struggling with forgiving, the people that have hurt us, It's a struggle. But Lord, right now, we come before you and we say this, God, I know you have forgiven me. I have accepted that grace and I am so grateful for it. Lord, I also know that you want me to forgive others, that you want me to extend that grace to the people that have hurt me. But I have to be honest with you, God, I'm struggling with that part. I don't want to do it. It's hard. Lord, can I ask that you help me? Jesus, Lord, you're an inspiration to me. I don't know how you did it, but I want a little help from you, God. Help me to forgive those that I need to forgive. I love you and I thank you in Jesus' precious name, amen. Keep your eyes closed and heads bowed. I just wanna say a prayer, another prayer for anyone here that has never said yes to Jesus. And what I mean by that, that you've never told Jesus, Jesus, I believe that you died on the cross for me. I believe because of that, I'm forgiven. And right now, I wanna say I believe that and I wanna become born again, a Christian, a follower of Jesus. That's, That's what I wanna encourage those of you who have never done that before, to make Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. Say yes to Jesus, and he will give you freedom and healing, and you receive his love and forgiveness. If you want to pray that prayer with me, just hitchhike off of my words right now and say this prayer to him. Lord Jesus, I want to make you my Lord and Savior. Why? Because I believe you died on the cross. I believe you resurrected from the grave three days later. And you gave your life for my life. Lord, I deserve to die because of my sin, but you died in my place. I thank you for that. I believe it. Lord, today I give my life over to you. Thank you for your forgiveness, and I accept that. I make you my Lord and Savior. I believe it. Thank you for being that for me, and I thank you that you're, you're, more than that, you're even my friend. I want to be your friend. I declare myself a follower of Jesus Christ. I thank you in Jesus' precious name we all pray. Amen.